Now you can do your favorite thing, the the big old intro. <laughs> yeah, I love the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the uh, this is what I was delaying so that David get here. Okay, ready and go. Welcome everybody to Back in My Day podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Uh, you totally threw, you totally threw that out, threw that way off. Way power. Way to go. This is what oh, you guys were you... gonna do a tandem intro? No, no, no. She just started laughing. He totally like psyched up. He like pumped himself up. He's like, okay, ready? One, two, three. But it was like he was the only one that was gonna talk. So, like he counted himself in. That's yeah. awesome oh, because I wasn't on grid view until just now, and now I can see both. So like before I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Sorry. It's okay. Dave can just not start from there. <laughs> Welcome to Back in My Day podcast. Uh, my name is Michael R. Power, and I'm in the host chair today for David Prangelo, who's hopefully going to be joining us later. Uh, but today in the podcast, I am joined by Ian Walter and Wife Power. And today we are continuing our Spider-Man talk. If you've been uh, listening along, we have reviewed uh, so far the three Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies on the way to the Spider-Man No Way Home release. Uh, we're rewatching all of the Spider-Man movies. And so today we're going to focus on the amazing Spider-Man uh, both the Amazing Spider-Man movies, and we've been holding back our opinions. And I, I'm actually very curious. Uh, let's start with Ian. Let's start on. Let's not. Let's not do the full uh, three structure breakdown like we did because we don't have enough time to go through two movies. But let's I maybe go between you and I, and uh, definitely Wife Power. We have enough comic knowledge. That we know how these stories go between yeah, the, the villains. Maybe and... talk more at a high level with these both these two movies. And so let's just start with the first one. Let's start with Amazing Spider-Man. One. So what I gotta what say, I was looking us? forward to diving into Amazing Spider-Man because you know the first one came out in 2012, same year as the Avengers, and we just did this great rewatch of the original trilogy with Sam Raimi and uh, Tobey Maguire's Sp- uh, Spider-Man. So, you know, we saw basically the highs and the lows of the Spider-Man films, and now we get to kind of uh, work our way some back up from the bottom with <laughs> Spider-Man Three, so we could <laughs> start with something that uh, I think. Hopefully we can all agree it's it's aesthetically pleasing. I think this is a well-made, uh, well-produced film. Um, to, regardless of you know the, the creative choices that were made, I think like there's some really good action in this film. Um, some really good acting. I, re- I really do like Andrew Garfield, especially when he's in the suit. Um, he, he does feel like a quippy Spider-Man that we know from some of the comics and maybe even the, the animated series. So definitely lots to love in this uh, amazing Spider-Man film. And um, I wasn't too thrown by sort of the differences between the two portrayals, just because I know how different and weird it can get in the comics. And I love the Sam Raimi trilogy, but I, I was ready for something different when this came across uh, along in 2012. I just think Sony had a bunch of issues that, you know, they might not have been showing by this first film, but they definitely started to show by the time we get to Amazing Spider-Man 2. So Sony started to take a dive until they got in bed with Marvel Studios, um, which is what we're all looking to forward to next. So I really do uh, like this movie, Amazing Spider-Man. It's not one of my favorites. Um, I do prefer 
sort of one and two from the originals to this, but I still, you know, we'll, we'll get into some of the details. It's details, not the worst I, I one, still, at least. I still think it was it. well made. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still think it's a step up, big step up from Spider-Man 3. And there was more potential in this than anything that could have come after Spider-Man 3 for Spider-Man 4. Oh, really? You think you would have? I actually think I would rather prefer to see Raimi do a Spider-Man 4 and not it really not depends you know like exactly like if, if he got it. to kind of scale it back and maybe we got to see the kirk connors from mm-hmm. sam raimi's world become the lizard that would have been cool too mm-hmm. but i do think that there are things to this the more modern feel that this movie has that you would never kind of see in this, the raimi trilogy that it was kind of refreshing to see like sort of like the action beats and like this and that like that um, not to say that there isn't great action in the original trilogy, but like there's definitely uh, like a nice uh, sheen to the to the look of this film that I like. And uh, wife power, what what are your thoughts on Amazing Spider-Man one? Um, like without getting into too much of the nitty gritty, I kind of agree a lot with what Ian said. Um, I do like Andrew Garfield in the Spider-Man suit um his portrayal of peter parker is a little bit like it's okay um i think you mentioned it mike he's a little bit like angsty but in the suit i think he's really good like i like that quick-witted like fun the other thing i really like about him in the spider-man suit is how much more acrobatic they've made spider-man in these movies like he's doing like toby Maguire did a lot of like like swinging and stances and stuff and like i'm sure it's just a stuntman in the costume but andrew garfield like his the portrayal that they did of spider-man he's doing like flips parkour style like stunts he's like jumping out of a window doing like a backflip so like aesthetically like it was a little bit cooler to see that like aspect of spider-man um but yeah i like them i again with ian there they fall behind one and two for me, mm-hmm. um, but a, definitely above three. <laughs> yeah, I think we all agree this is the lesser of the three Spider-Man. Like, well, it wasn't a trilogy, but even if it was, probably would still be lesser. Um, I like, I agree with you because I like everything in the suit. Uh, I hate everything about his Peter Parker. I hate the like angsty Peter Parker. I like the optimistic Peter Parker that Tobey Maguire was. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's other things I really don't like about this version of Spider-Man like the fact that his parents are such a big deal and especially when it comes to the second one with the bloodline of his dad um, I think that's a total you know, making make, making the reason he's Spider-Man that to me is total like betrayal of the character of Spider-Man that Spider-Man is chosen at birth it's like it's like we have enough heroes that's parents are heroes because their parents were special and passed on special genes. Just look at like Star Wars and you know any other superhero, Superman, Batman. The thing that made Spider-Man different was that he could be anyone. He's just a normal kid that gets bitten by a spider. He's not some special bloodline that is the only one that yeah. gets the powers. So that to me is the unforgivable fatal flaw of this trilogy that that I just can't get over and I can never forgive them for making that change i understand you know i described this first movie as like the amateur theater high school production of spider-man or spider-man's origin story compared to the compared to spider-man one it's like 
everything mm. but worse it's like the, telling the big ben story over again but all, but they had to be different but all the changes they made were like made it worse and less interesting mm. and they couldn't use the great power great responsibility so to come out so soon you can't help but compare them in your mind because they only came out like 10 years apart or something so yeah it didn't have any of that going for it so it, in a way it was sort of set up to fail and white power and i talked about this when we were watching like this one is movie that is just like i don't know what they were thinking to think that they could so quickly just redo the origin story again mm -hmm. um and if you're gonna do that you gotta bring something different to the table and not just tell like like even the way uncle ben dies just like a guy robbing a bodega and he's just like out in the night and like i don't know and it wasn't even really spider-man's fault you know he was just there and so then he doesn't have the sort of and some interesting details where supposed to have some interesting details there where i mean we'll get into it but like it, it is uh they do do it differently and it 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 kind of paints a different like you said to paint a different light on the yeah. whole like spider-man's world you know it's a different world like it in in Raimi's world versus this one like i feel like if you were looking at them like timelines this is the darkest timeline <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like yeah it is it is it is does a good job of showing spider-man as like a tra as a tragedy too but the character is just yeah. so like angsty it's just like teenage angst and and it it feels very dated because it it was by the director 500 days of summer and there was like that really like stylistic romantic comedy that he did and sort of like i feel like a lot of movies in the early 2000s kind of like did that style reminds me of like, like super bad kind of with like just the way they talk to each other and the way they act like a kid the kids in high school and it really like Emma Stone was in super yeah bad. it really dates the movie for me it's like oh this is like an early 2000s like where Spider-Man wanted to feel like a lot more classic right like a early mid 2000s I guess but uh, things I liked about it are I like all of the all the casting actually is really good especially Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield I think they have really good chemistry um so uh you want to uh I don't know um what what? I don't know. Just uh um I don't know we could I don't know we could uh or we could do something else or we could if you don't I mean, uh, like we could Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, either one. Really? Sure. Okay. Alright, good. Sounds good. Okay. I, you know, I can't right now. I can't right now. I'm, yeah, no. I'm so busy right I now. Me too. Oh. <laughs> but uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, just you know. Some other time. All right. Okay. Bye. All right. I don't think it's their fault. Any of the flaws that I was mentioning of the movies, like none of the, their fault. I like Dennis Leary a lot as the Captain Stacy. Um, the lizard was really, man, really a bad bad version of that character that was a rendition biggest. yeah so no alligator snow well the biggest problem is like to me if we want to get into it the alligator the lizard to me was always like a dr jekyll mr hyde character where when he's the human he's always scared of turning back into the lizard he's a lizard he's like a right. monster but in this right. one he turns to the lizard once then when he's human he's like he's like an evil scientist and he's like oh, i gotta turn everyone into a lizard why you don't know and he's not he's like he wants to be the lizard he's not like it's not that dr jekyll mr hyde thing where it's like you got a monster inside of you that you're trying to keep in that was the lizard right that's the character and so yeah, they yeah. didn't even do that properly so none of it really rang true to yeah. me from from the character standpoint and so i didn't i didn't really like the movie that much but 
there were the action was good the suit is is really cool the 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 gra- the, the fight choreography the cg like all that stuff's really good and the actors are really good and they're yeah. doing their best but overall the movie i think is a bit of a failure um and i guess yeah. why they pulled the plug <laughs> on these two movies you know yeah the out, funny but... thing is though they didn't really pull the plug in that in the traditional sense like they it's not like two flopped and they decided to pull the plug like they were ready to go ahead with three it was literally like the stars where the stars aligned to get tom holland in there was because of the whole like sony hack and everything that happened it, like okay. like it, it started to fall apart I'm but glad that uh, happened, no there, there is a world where we yeah there is a world where we got the andrew garfield third one or maybe it was better than the second or the first who knows but like uh yeah i mean we're gonna get into it and it definitely takes a dive as we go from what's well, interesting because but... you are saying that it takes a dive but actually i think wife power and i we actually like the second one a lot more <laughs> to be honest with yeah. you. I think this... well it depends on how you look at it because i could mm. see it like different ways and we'll, we'll definitely talk about it but like when you look at the star wars films and like i like things about the prequels even though i can admit they're worse like they're worst mm. made movies I think the mm-hmm. second one is a worse made movie that might have more like Spider-Man-esque things to it that that make it great, like make it fun to watch at, at least. But like, it's definitely, I think we most of us would agree that it's, it's like poorly made by in comparison to the first. Like, hmm. like the writing and the, like, I don't know, the, 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 the stuff, basically what I'm trying to tease ahead to when we talk about Amazing Spider-Man 2 is they, they did Spider-Man 3. They didn't learn any lessons. And they did the they they committed the same sins as as Spider-Man yeah, they 3. They did kind of do similar yeah. third act, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, anything so else just, about the first um, one that you want to bring well, up? Before yeah, I, I want to talk a bit about them. Like, I agree with you. The I think the thing that carries the series is Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, just their relationship, and mm-hmm. the fact that like you know you could say, okay, I didn't like this, this change that they made, that's fine. But for better, for worse, some of the changes that they did make because they had to avoid retreading kind of gave you painted new corners of the Spider-Man comics that we never got, like Gwen Stacy, Captain Stacy. I really I like liked Dennis Gwen Leary as, as, his, yeah. as her father, right? So there, there are things that I think made the movie watchable and, and even rewatchable. Like I was, I was looking forward to the story between like the, the disagreements that they have over dinner where it's like, he's just sees himself as like the hero and, you know, obviously police force are going to be like, no, like he's a vigilante, like screw him. You know what I mean? Yeah, so the first, there's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Crushes dad. And you know, over Branzino. Yeah. Branzino. Um, and there was an interesting moment with flash too. I think like we kind of got maybe the best of the three flash Thompson's in these movies where, you know, he, he is the, the dumb jock bully, but like, yeah, but he, you know, ignoring Flash the more than Flash bullies him. I thought that was weird. Yeah. And, and that, and I'm ignoring, uh, of course, the, the obscene shows of power that <laughs> Peter Parker goes through, yeah. like with the, the slam oh dunk and like God. everything else, yeah. but the actual like character moments between them where like he tries to console him over the loss of his uncle and he like he shoves him in the, like that 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 all like played well for me um but i did not like like any of the times that they even in the raimi trilogy like any of the times that he, they like kind of tease that he's spider-man i i never really liked those moments because it always felt like oh yeah isn't this funny like who would ever believe kids or like you know anything like that but like you know at the same time they they kind of they they 
they attempt it too much. Like they, yeah. they push the envelope on that. Um, but the, with the whole lizard of it all, it's funny. The first episode of the animated series, the lizard was the villain. Um, so, you know, it, I think that there's a lot of love for that animated series. They wanted to bring the lizard to the table. I, I agree with you that he's not the version that we got in the comics, but at the same time, I feel like they might've been tr- trying to avoid retreading like green goblin. Cause there's a whole like duality with, Norman Osborn and Green Goblin. So like the Jekyll and Hyde thing, this is more like now that I've seen this as possible, like I know it's a new take on the character, but now that I've seen this as possible, I can create like a superior race of like humans, you know what I mean? Or lizard people. Like, so it's like, I don't know. It's a, it, was a, it, was, it was a take, but even when they do the things like the action beats and then Spider-Man setting up in the, the sewers and stuff like that reminded me of the animated series. Like I'm going down in the sewers and all that. Like there was a lot, kind of that did pay homage even though that it didn't walk the same path necessarily um so i mean i don't know i i had fun with it um i think the series any other scenes or anything you want to bring up about the first one or anything you liked about it or ian do you want to finish your thought first um so the stakes are there like the whole death of uh captain stacy um and then him having to make the choice and like you said it was like it definitely is a tragic version of Peter Parker. And, and so they, they kind of held true to the character in that respect, just giving him like these hard choices. And then even though he goes against it, you know, he makes, he makes a choice, but in the end, it's going to, it's going to bite him in the ass. So uh, like, I, I do like the, the, they thought about that. It wasn't just like, we're going to do this movie, then we'll figure it out when we get to it's, it seemed like there was a through line with the whole Peter Parker, Gwen Stacy angle. So I like that. Any moments or scenes or any final words on the first Spider-Man movie? Amazing Spider-Man movie? Um, I don't think so. I think you guys pretty much covered it all. Like you, um, I think you mentioned it, Mike, our, I think our biggest problem when we're watching it, and I know we watched it like really close to the Sam Raimi series was, I think, what, what did we time it? It was like, an hour into the movie and he hadn't even become Spider-Man yet. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, it was a, it was a long origin story for something yes. that had like just been told. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that they redid I, it. They did it so long. I think it was over an hour into the movie and he was still looking for uncle Ben's killer. And you're like, wow. Like, yeah. If you're going like to redo the just, origin story, give a streamlined one and then get into Spider-Man or something. Right. That's, that's the other thing I thought was interesting is that like, I started to think about, even if it wasn't part of the plan, it was like, they definitely, um, they, they explored the same idea, but they didn't commit to it the way they did in the original Spider-Man. So he lets the guy fall to his death and he learns the lesson, but they didn't actually follow through with that in this one. Mm -hmm. So I don't even think it was by design, but at the same time, when you think about it, like he didn't learn the same lesson and therefore is a very different Peter Parker because of it you know and maybe he doesn't learn that lesson until Gwen Stacy does mm-hmm. like yeah. he learns lessons from his uncle's death but he doesn't um he doesn't do what happens in the original spider yeah, it's not like he's totally responsible like, for the exactly like death. he he yeah. doesn't like no but he doesn't um he doesn't take it too far and then have to learn uh sort of the other side of great power right. great responsibility like how I have to be responsible for even the villains like safety yeah that's the beauty of the tight version of sam ring he learns that like wow if i let a bad guy go if i don't do the right thing it could end up killing someone i love 
but also when I'm fighting said bad guy, if I go too far, I could kill them. And yeah. you know, that's also bad. So he's learning that all, like you said, in the one and in the Sam Raimi movie, it flies by to the first like half hour, he learns all his lessons and he's Spider-Man. And the other mm-hmm. thing I was saying is like you don't need it was a really, really big, big mistake to redo the whole Uncle Ben thing, the whole origin story. If you know from reading comic books, right? There's only one issue where it tells Spider-Man's origin story, where it tells the Uncle Ben story. Then right. for every other Spider-Man comic, you get a little, you know, box, you know, Spider-Man was bitten by a radioactive spider and you know, great progress your possibility. And they give you a little recap, then you get right into the action. And that's what the Tom Holland yeah. movies have done. They've just, you know, you know Spider-Man, yeah. and you just do a little intro and get right into the story, right? The new the new issue, yeah. you know? And so redoing the origin story was was the biggest mistake of the movie for sure. Especially it's, it's a good an hour point. an, an mm-hmm. hour worth of it. If yeah, they had spent like yeah. 20 minutes just recapping like he got bit by a spider, he creates the costume, he learns mm-hmm. about his powers. Uncle Ben thing. It's like, okay, maybe yeah. like it would have worked a bit better, but like for it to be a whole hour, like it just, it really kind of like took us out of the movie a little bit. Like it was just like, okay, we know all this. Like, when does he become Spider Man? Because my memory of the movie was like, I liked all the bits and pieces when he's actually Spider Man. So oh, like, man. The scenes of him swinging through the city and everything are great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah. for, it's like we we were watching the movie and we're like, okay, it feels like we've been like, what time is it? Like, it feels <laughs> like we've been watching this for a while and it's like he hasn't even put on the suit yet. So it's mm-hmm. just, it, yeah, that kind of, but the one thing I want to mention before we jump to the next movie is, um, is Sally Field as Aunt May. She's good. Like she oh, yeah. is, um, I think that's like, that's the one character that, that you could argue like it's really hard to pinpoint who does a better job like the the lady in the Tobey Maguire one or Sally Field and Andrew Garfield one like they both just knock it out of the park with mm-hmm. the emotion the the guidance the worry like you just you can like feel it in the acting and that's like because like to me it's like Emma Stone is like far superior to um Kristen okay. Dunst. Kristen yeah. Dunst. Yeah. No, you're right. So the, like, the Emma Stone was but an improvement. The, but the, the mm. Aunt Mays are pretty much like spot on. You know what threw me off with this movie too, which when I first saw I never liked it, is that like he kind of like gets the girl right away in the first movie. You know, he has like pretty much zero rejection. And like that, <laughs> that's not Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man's always one struggling to get the girl, always getting dumped, never getting the girl. And it's like now that I've have the hindsight of seeing both the movies it's like i know that it's setting up for the the big big tragic ro- mo- moment right which is like i would like that in the second one i actually really like that they did that about uh, death of gwen stacy but when i just saw the first one hadn't seen the second one i was like really like oh this is nothing about this character feels like the peter parker that i know and the character that I love and the character that is so popular, right? The, the, the reasons that he's so popular is because he's supposed to be so relatable. He's not supposed to be the like angsty teenager who like gets the girl right away. Is the cool right. guy in high school and is skateboarding and is beating up the bully. And you know what I mean? It was just like, it's not this. It, I know they had to do something different because it was so close to the other two. And I guess that's, that's the problem too. But anyways, yeah. So this one for me would be, I would, don't be surprised when it's low on my <laughs> Spider-Man yeah. ranking and I'm not a fan of it really i sort of dislike it but i will say there are some good things and i think the emma stone andrew garfield the peter gwen thing is over the two movies my favorite 
part of it all. Mm. Like they, and it's seen there and together. I really tend to like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you made a good point. You both were saying how they didn't really need to go over the origin story in that much detail. And I think you're right. I think like their whole mindset was like, we're going to build a cinematic universe from the ground up and it's going to be way better than the MC mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just Something like, like that. That's yeah. kind of thing. Like they were playing the long game and they were definitely, mm-hmm. well, long game. And then they started cramming stuff into the They were like, this is our Batman excited. Begins for Spider Man. Yeah. Or we tell this really yeah, dragged yeah. out story. Um, right? like a- but like, there's, yeah, it definitely might have worked better if they tried like the Incredible Hulk, which kind of skipped past. It was like, it was like, hey, you've seen Hulk. Mm-hmm. This isn't a direct sequel, but it's going to be mm-hmm. sort of later in life so they can kind of. There's, there's some space in between there and, and, and mm-hmm. make it kind of work that way. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, I kind of dug how he was. He seems like the smartest of the three, Peter Parker. Like he, he was really scientific. And I liked how he was like, you know, using the Oscorp tech to make his web shooters. And stuff. I, I like that kind of stuff. So, yes, the I mean, web shooters. We, that, yes. That's another <laughs> big improvement from one yes. of the few, but other really big improvement that they actually put the web shooters in. So like that part, too. And the webbing looks great. Webbing looks cool. We we were talking about sort of the low points of, and I don't think I mentioned this last episode, but we were talking about the low points of the Spider-Man films. Spider-Man three gave me one of my favorite Stanley cameos. Okay, mm-hmm. um, that was a great one. It was I don't even remember the quote, but it was just like it was inspirational. It was I guess one like, person can make a difference. Yeah, I think I guess it, one yeah. person can. It was just so simple and beautiful. Like mm-hmm. if it was in a good movie, that would have been like the best mm-hmm. Stanley cameo, right? So the one that we got in Amazing Spider-Man was actually pretty good. Yes. Uh, well, he's, he's kind of just listening to his headphones and the action sequence going on behind him. I thought that was really cool. Oh, yeah, um, in the so, library. Yeah. So, so again, like I had fun with this movie. I, I'm glad that we went to rewatch it, certainly, as we head towards Spider Man No Way Home. So, uh, kind of want to see what uh, the host of back in my day might think about it, but I wonder if he's around. Yeah. Who we me? have. Who, me? <laughs> <laughs> so. You guys just finished chatting about the first Amazing Spider-Man, as far as I can tell. We did. Um, I won't right. get into too, too much detail about it because you guys already are, already went through it and everything. So we don't have to bore people too much. But uh, I I don't know. I don't know what you guys said. So I'm not sure like where I sit <laughs> with everybody. But, uh, but I like this movie way more than I thought it was going to. Um, I think I always kind of liked it. I think I always enjoyed it i think i always thought it was pretty fun but it's been a while since i've seen it just like with the other ones now we're getting close to 10 years since it's been out so it's probably been at least five or six years since i've seen it but um but i think that even though they do change stuff with like the origin story and all that with spider-man like it's not it's not the best choices i guess and some of the things that they make but i still think that Andrew Garfield is fun as Spider-Man. I still think him as Peter Parker more specifically works really, really well. I think, I, I don't know. I really, really like it. Like I, his awkwardness, he plays the awkwardness really well. Um, I think everybody looks a little too old to be in high school, but you know, whatever that's movies. Um, <laughs> Man, he was, he was 29. And he played 29? a high school student for two movies. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. He's playing like a Those seven boyish good looks, you know. Yeah, yeah that's it. I guess take right? you a long way. He somehow, we we he only somehow wish. looked younger than Tobey Maguire, though. Like he yeah. was like older than him. But anyways, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, uh, I really liked that part of it the most. I really did. Like I think that it's uh, to me. I really enjoyed the f- just like with the first Spider-Man movie when we watched that. 
I really enjoyed the first half of this movie more than the rest of it, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because I just think that he does a good job with whatever material they're given. You know, I don't think it's great or anything, but I think him and, uh, and oh my God, her name always escapes me. Emma Stone. Emma Stone work well together. You know, I yeah. think all of that. We talked about that. Yeah. yeah. All of that really, you know, makes a big difference. I think, um, I think the lizard thoughts stuff, on the big bad. Yeah. You're going to, yeah. Go I think the lizard. the lizard stuff just sort of gets messy really fast. Um, I think the setup for it is okay. I think it's a, it's, you know, it's, it is what it is, but, um, yeah, I think the movie shines more before the lizard stuff really starts getting big. So I think that first half of the movie really works for me. And then the rest of it is just okay. Um, but I still liked it and I still, I mean, I know these aren't like fantastic movies, neither of them, especially with the one we're about to talk about, but I mean, this is. Interesting. I think Dave, you're the probably the highest of the yeah. four of us on the first one. But on also, one? me and Wife Power actually like the second one a lot more than the first one. To be honest with you, oh, which, more so than the first one. Twist. Oh, yeah, big, big twist. twist, big twist. Jeez, big twist. Okay, well, let's talk about that then, because I I, was, I enjoyed yeah. the first one more, and I really enjoy Andrew Garfield as more specifically Peter Parker. Um, not more than the other ones. Yeah, you know, not more than the other two Spider Man but more than I remember. And I just, I don't know. I just think he really plays, he played the high school awkward really, yeah. really well. And I think that went a mm-hmm. long way. So mm-hmm. we should probably briefly talk about the uh, stinger. Cause it does set up the uh, amazing Spider-Man two. And mm-hmm. on that note, I was going to say, I did like that moment where we got the brief glimpse of the comic accurate costume for lizard when he was wearing the lab coat. And the coat yeah. The ripped coat and everything. Yeah. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, but yeah, yeah. So, they I think the teasing. action's pretty good in it, but I, I, yeah, the lizard stuff is just goes, it just loses itself a little too fast and too much. So um, it's unfortunate, but uh, that happens in a lot of earlier, quote unquote, pre MCU um, villain movies. I think it sort of falls into the same traps that we've seen before, which I think yeah. the second one also does too, but we can talk about that. Oh, it, it takes a dip for sure. But yeah. uh, no, there's Kurt Connors. He's, in his jail cell and they're teasing the next villain with the flash of lightning. So we're going to yeah. assume, I think everyone assumed electro and then, uh, and then there's a guy in a hat, which is like a deep cut comic reference for sinister six putting together yeah. the oh, sinister six. Okay. So, yeah. He's, he's a nobody, but, uh, and actually the actor has since passed, but, um, but yeah, no, like the character, the guy in the hat, he didn't really do anything in the comics other than be part of like putting together the sinister six. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Like a henchman. He's uh, yeah, he's a henchman. I was gonna say henchman. Mysterious man in a hat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we got Electro. So we got the the big announcement of Jamie Fox being the the next villain in the Spidey story. So, so if we want to start with two, I can I guess tee it up. So, I think Dave, you weren't here, but the big problem, and I think White Power is gonna agree with most of my points here. But the big problem we had with one is that it just spent way too long on the origin story. It was like an hour until he was mm-hmm. Spider-Man. He was still searching for Uncle Ben's killer, like over an it hour. It was almost movie. an hour, yeah. It was like, geez, this is ridiculous. And then we'd just <laughs> seen it and it was just the worst version of the movie we'd already seen. So it was really a struggle for us to get through that that. And affair. Dave, he never found his uncle's killer, which is different from mm-hmm. the, yeah. the same yes. trilogy. Yeah. Right. I, I noticed that pretty much right away. Um, so I, it's like I think, they... yeah, I think the killer part works works better in the same Raimi movies. Like that, the Uncle Ben stuff. Yeah. Like the Uncle Ben dying stuff works better in the original one. But I think that 
what I really liked. I see, I see, I liked that they spent 45 minutes or 50 minutes with that. Like I, I was okay with that, hmm. but I think it's because the actors that they chose for all of those characters did well with the material they were given. Like, I just like yeah. the dynamic between we like the cast. Good cast. We, yeah. The, ca- I do. the casting is across fantastic. The board. Yeah, across the board. Great. The casting is really yeah. good at these movies. Right. Even though I it's a rehash, why I it, Martin Sheen it did a great job as Uncle Ben. Yeah, he did exactly. do a great job. Yeah. And if he was placed in the original and, movies, he would have done like and really on good. That note, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I was really optimistic when I saw that movie. I kept thinking there was going to be more and more good stuff to come from it. And I, I honestly thought he left in the voicemail the great power, great responsibility line. I thought we were going to get that towards the mm-hmm. end. Oh yeah. That he was going to go because he threw the phone. Yeah. So that he was going to get the phone and listen back to it. And he says it in the voicemail. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so the Who second, for Sp- amazing Spider-Man three, yeah, three. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the second movie, this uh, is like, I actually like it better than the main Spider-Man one. Cause it doesn't focus on the or- origin story. It throws you right in. He's like Spider-Man the whole time. And yeah. after seeing two mo- full movies explaining his origin story, it's like, that's just what I want to see. That's what the Tom Holland movies do. They don't spend any time. He's just Spider-Man the whole movie. And I said, Dave earlier, it's kind of like in the comic books, like there's one issue where it's the origin story. Every other issue, it's just quickly recapped. Peter Parker was bitten by a radioactive spider. Yeah, yeah, you get in, you, then you get into whatever the story yeah. of that issue is, right? So that is so amazing. Spider Man Two is right up there with the Dark Knight for you. Or? Yeah, <laughs> <right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. As far as trilogy is better than or sequels better than the originals. Yes, I agree with it. That's about the only similarity it has with the Dark Knight. But, um, <laughs> wow. So I hate everything with his parents. Absolutely despise it all. The parents, the parents thing. It ruins. The, I talked about the other movie, but it just. It ruins the, it ruins the character. The fact that he's from a special bloodline and only he can be Spider Man, it totally betrays what Spider Man is. And Stanley had this great quote in an interview where he said, "You know, the, the great thing about Spider Man is he's wearing a costume covered head to toe. And what's great about that is any kid Anyone looking at Spider Man yeah. can picture themselves under the mask." Yeah, yeah. he said it, he didn't do that by design, but it was just a great fluke. That, it's a great thing that happened. That's the that's favorite part about Spider Man. And so for them to make Spider Man being only be able to be this one kid from a, this bloodline is just a total betrayal of the characters. They, they raised Skywalker it. And they raised Skywalker <laughs> it. They did that. They, they did the Star Wars problem, Star Wars thing. And it's unforgivable to, for me, which is why these movies will always be like bottom barrel Spider-Man movies. Anyways, but well, the action on, is good. I will say- on, on that note, I think Mike is most bitter because he always dreamt he could be Spider-Man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and when yeah, yeah, yeah. he said that yeah. only a specific and this shuts him out. It shuts him yeah, out completely. He was yeah. devastated. devastated. Yeah. His um, like future career, his hopes and dreams just squashed. It's true. Me and every other <laughs> squashed like every other kid that wanted to be Spider-Man. Right? I don't know, Mike. <laughs> She's pretty convinced that it was it's just you. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. every she's every something. twenty year old grown yeah. man who wanted to be Spider Man yeah. was devastated. Mm-hmm. But you know, a, a purist like a Spider Man purist would obviously want the origin story to remain intact. Um, but I will say this: the comics have been around for so long; they're approaching a thousand issues. There have been so many twists and turns, and retcons, and rewrites, and back and forth. A lot of people don't like Brand New Day, One More Day storylines. Like they don't like the the newer stuff, and then in between the old stuff and the new stuff, I think Straczynski's run started to explore what if the parents were involved in something deeper, and what if there was like. So I did dig that, knowing that that's where the story went. That I I kind of saw what they were trying to set up, not like the bloodline stuff necessarily, but just the fact that he was like 
trying to keep this from these dark forces like Oscorp and like trying to like because he knew what they would do with it eventually. Like I, I well, like that's just that a song. comic thing. Like eventually, every single person in your whole family is involved and is a character, right? So I, I'm like, that's not the problem. The problem is specifically the 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 bloodline, bloodline things. That's yeah. specifically the biggest flaw the movie makes. For and sure. then the thing I liked about sort of the lizard was the fact that you know he's working with Kirk Connors a lot, like. You know, our one of our favorite ones, uh, Spider-Man Two, where he's sort of looking up to um, Doctor Octavius. So there was that's, there what, that's what I was thinking. There. It's very similar. And then yeah. as we move into Amazing Spider-Man Two, love it or hate it, you know, for better or for worse, we got like a really campy villain out of uh, Jamie Fox. I kind of like what he brought to the table. Like I like the character that he was trying to build. Um, there's some moments definitely that are kind of cringe, but mm-hmm. overall, I, I did. I did sort of enjoy the lighthearted nature of his his like one track mind. You know what I mean? Like it's just like I, I liked the way that they uh, I liked the aesthetic of Electro and the way that like once he started to come into his powers, he could like shift in and out of space. Like it, it was pretty cool. Yeah, like he's shifting in and out of um, electrical currents and stuff, yeah. right? Which we makes have sense. To Which makes look sense. up if this came out before or after Watchmen because they just like Dr. Manhattan. Oh, it would Electro. be after. It would be after. Uh, would be after. Watchmen which, was. I think Watchmen was, was 2010 or 2009, maybe. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was before 2010. I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Watchmen. I didn't movie. mind Electro either, but it was '07 or '09. Yeah. So it was after Iron Man and Dark Knight. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah, right after. Yeah. As um, soon as I said it, I'm like, wait a second, is it before Iron Man and Dark Knight? No. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, wife Power. Why? Why? So Mike touched on why this one was. What? Why for you was this one more? I guess more enjoyable. Was it mostly the origin story stuff, or was there more more to it? There was more to it. Like I, as soon as the movie ended, I I was like, felt so conflicted about the movie because there were pieces of the movie that I absolutely loved and I thought were like and this for the second one you mean right this for the second one and potentially and like a lot of it too we got to see more of him in the Spider-Man suit and as Spider-Man because it's like that's the part of the Andrew Garfield series that I liked the most I liked the humor like when he's like taking down the bad guys or like um when he swing when the kid's getting bullied and he like swings in and then he like walks the kid home like that's an amazing like that's awesome to me that's I like, like, I like Spider-Man that he's that's your great. friendly neighborhood Spider-Man like yeah. he, he that helped. was the same kid though right at the end, at the end. Mm-hmm. so they, um, they did something great and then they <laughs> drop <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's like it's just kind of yeah, how this movie just, went for me like they were they were building something great and they they got muddy along the way yeah i think yeah i think like there's parts that they did really really well and then there's parts like even in that scene that you're talking about at the end Ian, it's like that part was kind of crappy but then like the very last shot where it's like the rhino and him are running at each other and he's swinging the sewer like that looked pretty sweet so it's like but all the action where, was sweet right like yeah it's just and like that's where i'm like so point. conflicted it's like and a lot of the like drama between him and Gwen, like we t- we touched on it when we talked about the f- the first Spider Man trilogy is like, uh, especially in the third movie, like a lot of um, Mary Jane and Peter's relationship just didn't make sense. 
Whereas what they did really, really well in this movie with Gwen and Peter is that their problems weren't just like Spider-Man problems. Like they actually had like, she wanted to go off to college in Oxford. Yeah. Like those are all real things that can impact like a relationship. Like it's not, and then he's dealing with like the guilt that he has around the fact that he promised her dad that like he wouldn't yeah. bring her into all of this. And like, all that relationship dynamic was so well done and like you he never like like peter parker's character betrayed mary jane it's like he never did that like he was always he was like watching her even when they were broken up broken up he was like following her around the city and like checking up on her and making sure that she was like safe and all that stuff like i i found that component of the movie so much more like humanizing a bit mm. than like the Tobey Maguire ones. Like the relationship just never was really there for me. Like I never really got it. Um, so, I, like, I think, I really... yeah, I'm kind of on the same page. I was going to say, I think a lot of that is attributed to, or could be potentially attributed to the director, to Mark Webb, mm -hmm. because yeah. I remember hearing when these movies were announced. We know how he got the job. Yeah. Well, I remember. He, I, <laughs> I remember. I, yeah, I, I wish it was just because of his name. That'd be cool. Oh. Um, but I remember hearing about this and going, oh, that's great, because he made 500 Days of Summer, which mm -hmm. is a romantic comedy movie from probably 2008 or nine right around there. And I go, oh, that movie is so quirky and charming and a unique way at looking at like a love story or an anti-love story in some ways that, oh, that's cool. He'll bring that sort of relationship type experience and directing into this movie, which is, I think, exactly what you're speaking to. I mean, is like mm -hmm. that I think like, yeah, this isn't super quirky like that movie is, but I think you can see why there were moments that him. work. Quirky. Yeah, there were but, moments. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, and I, I think love it really the, um, I love the part that she knows that he's Spider-Man. Yeah. Because yeah. it just like, to me that makes the relationship work because it's like she knows what he's doing when he's like not around mm -hmm. and the one scene I think of is like that I loved the most is when they're in the the maintenance closet together and they're having like the the quick like the cute banner back and forth and then she has to like escape the building and he distracts the I don't know I just like that type of stuff I loved about this movie, like the humor, the um, the love story. And Mike and I actually like there a lot of the electro scenes are actually not that terrible. Um, like we like the not the terrible piece of this puzzle. I think Electro provides a, like a formidable <laughs> villain and then a really good mm -hmm. chance chances for awesome action scenes where he's like do oh, dodging yeah. electricity and then the way he defeats Electro by using science is like totally yeah. so I don't think Electro he's not like the deepest villain but he's there to serve a purpose which is like to have, have these great action and fight scenes right that's really yeah, why he's there and then, then the other the, 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 the bad guy that is the typical Spider-Man bad guy where it's someone from his from his personal life that's where the harry osborne story comes in i think everything yeah. about the harry osborne story is fine minus the blood him needing blood but dane dehan does a good job at harry Os at harry osborne and mm -hmm. then the transformation to the goblet is is pretty bad he but he does but i gotta say as soon as i started like 
seeing him come into the picture, the first thing I thought of was like, hey, look at little Goblin Jr. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's exactly oh, yeah, he says that. In my head. And it was just like, it's way too much of a re like, this is way more of a rehash than spending an hour on the origin story. In my mind, yeah. this is like, this I is agree. like, okay, we know we have to get to Green Goblin, but hey, we can't do it the same way. So let's hurdle over Norman. Yeah, they did that. Do the yeah. whole, because I don't know if you know anything about the plan, but the plan was, like we see Norman, he's kind of getting sick and then he supposedly dies. They were supposed to do this. And then I guess Harry goes on to put together Sinister Six. But then ultimately it's like King Goblin Norman is going to be the big bad, which oh, I, I, I think is just way too much. I hate it. Yeah. And it's lazy <laughs> writing because <laughs> we didn't have anything to do with like, like Norman was being teased in the first movie, but we didn't have anything to do with Harry. It's just like a long lost friend. Fine. Like, like you said, like Dane DeHaan does a decent job, but then the whole, like him starting to get like goblin, like they didn't need that at all. Like they could have stuck with the electric storyline, tease that at the end. And then we would have gotten excited for like a great yeah, goblin. In the third but they movie. obviously mm-hmm. wanted to do the death of Gwen Stacy and you needed, uh, you yeah. needed a goblin. So, for that, so, so here's the thing about that. The death of Gwen Stacy, it really works for me. The, the actual moment is very yes, emotional. Me too. Um, the me. destination is great, but like the journey getting there is just kind of a little choppy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I got jet lag for the next 10 hours. Cause I was on a turbulent flight. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just, like the the actual ending and the mm-hmm. the way like you can tell there's a good story here. Um, it's just the fact that it, like Mark Webb did a great job of directing these films, but there's it reeks of studio involvement. Like there's way too much Sony being like, we got to do this, we got to do this. We're doing a Sinister Six movie, guys. You got to show mm-hmm. all those pieces as we yeah. kind of like get there. It's like, ah, oh, come on. I, I like, think I that's. Know you- I, Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, I know. I like no. Sorry, my my bias towards MCU is is clearly showing. Like they obviously do that stuff in the MCU, but sure. they just do it with passion. They do it with like, like it's got to make sense when we do a reference. It's got to actually make sense to the story. It's well, and I think they're taking like their throwaway. time with it, right? Like they're yeah. taking their time, so you don't need to feel as rushed and as like it feels like a studio has their hands all over this one. I agree, and I think that's the big sort of. Both problem. of them, probably. Well, both, yeah. yeah, probably both of them, but more so with the, with the second one, with all the stuff that Ian was just saying too. Not that this is a completely horrendous movie, because I don't think it is. And I, what I did enjoy it more, I did enjoy Amazing Spider-Man two more than I remember enjoying it. I think I had the um, the review stink all over it of people saying, "Oh, this is terrible" and whatever. And I'm not going to watch this again because I didn't like mm-hmm. it that much. And you know, I, I think other people's opinions sort of. Um, you know, they, they paint your opinions a little bit too sometimes if you see too much of it. But I don't think that they're that far off. But if you compare it to the MCU, they, they're taking their time. So you don't feel the studio hands all over their stuff as much because they say, here's our plan. It's, it's going to be this. Maybe some things will change, but you're not going to feel like you have 19 <laughs> villains that are potentially going to be thrown in in the last 10 minutes. Like the Rhino stuff in this movie is just to me is I've always felt was stupid. Like it's just, he's such a major villain, I think is why it it bothers me. Like he's so big in the Spider-Man, I guess, rose gallery. I just like, it feels like he's just thrown in there just to say that we had Rhino in a movie. That's how it was. I the only one seeing that suit at the end and going, wow, this, this is their like iron monger, basically. Like that's what it comes down to. Like that, that suit, like 
looks like an Iron Man kind of suit. And yeah, it does. It's like you make a good point. Like they didn't need to show us what Rhino is going to look like in a movie that doesn't feature Rhino. He did not like, need to be in this movie. They could have you wasted Paul Giamatti. He is such a good actor. Pro- it's well, cool to have is, him in. Paul Why Giamatti is he in is such it? A- yeah, he's such a great actor, and they made him like this bumbling idiot. That too, yeah. Like he couldn't have been like a cool criminal that like wants to get revenge on Spider-Man. And then we were looking forward to seeing him as Rhino in the next one. They had to like throw all that stuff in there, and then we're not even like, if you were to tell me that like we're gonna have Sinister Six and Rhino is gonna be in there after seeing that last scene, I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> that's exactly I what I. Cared. That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. like I don't care. I don't yeah. want to see this Rhino. I want to see Paul Giamatti, no problem. But I don't want to see what they did. No, it's in, not a good version in a three-minute scene or whatever it is. You this know? we were saying after we watched it. You know, wife power and I that like the the two Spider-Man movies, the Sam Raimi. The best things, part of the best things about them was how great the villains were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these Amazing Spider movies, terrible villains across the board. Yeah, like no, terrible. That's very good point. Yeah. So it makes it the villain carries like half your movie, right? Yeah. So the only thing I'll say well, about this movie is like I'm not going to defend it against anything you guys are saying because I also don't think it's a it's, I don't think it's great. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I just think it's better than the first one. I think the death of Gwen Stacy, the way it's done. Uh, the emotional impact of it, uh, just seeing that on the screen is better than anything in the first movie. And it's like what puts the movie over the edge to me is like I got like a com- somewhat comic accurate, like they had one of the best relationship of probably any of the Spider-Man movies, like that love story. And the, the tragic ending of it is like so uh, well done. Yeah. Well, so because Spider-Man. so that to me was like what puts the movie over the edge. And every time I watch I was like, wow, this is like the one spider movie that's going to make you cry. You know what I mean? Like it's the most emotional almost of any of them. So yeah. that was really well done. And I know they shoehorned the goblin in there so they could have, that's what it felt like. It felt like just as, just like if he was shoehorned at the end of Spider-Man three, like Ian said, he's also shoehorned in the third act of this one, but it has to be the goblin that kills Gwen Stacy. Unfortunately, and they, they couldn't figure out how to do it. How to do yeah. That and I don't know what they were the thinking because how, how could you care about Norman after that? Like, his motivation should be taking down Harry. So I don't know why they were thinking they were going to go and switch Harry for Norman at some point. Like it doesn't make any sense, but no, just like looking at that, that was definitely the best moment of the film. And that's, that was the through line where it was like, okay, this makes sense to me. They spent so much time in the first film on the origin story, but they didn't, I was saying earlier, they didn't follow through on him catching uncle Ben's killer and then botching it and, him dying because then he feels responsible for that as well that's a big piece of it because it's like the one side's like yeah i could have avoided my uncle dying but i also didn't commit murder per se but i was responsible for the death of this person too so they gloss over that he never gets that opportunity never really learns the other side of that lesson but here he realistically like we can all agree should have let gwen go to college because he's doing spider-man stuff and he's gonna get her killed and then on top of that like goes to save her and misses and boom um so yeah i just i think like this is the moment for him it didn't happen in the first film it happened in this one where he's now realizing like great power comes great responsibility it's never said but he i think he learns it from this moment way more than anything that came before he breaks the promise for andrew garfield yeah yeah yeah, and that's that's almost like the bigger the dad, her dad is like is like the, the surrogate for Ben for ben, Uncle Ben, mm-hmm. right? That's who he's seeing. That's who he has the problems with. That's what he has sort of looming over him. But they do a good, really good job of making it so that she has a lot of agency 
and it, he's not really responsible for death. And she said, the movie makes it very clear with lots of lines, like, I want to choose who I love, and my dad, you know, doesn't get to tell me, and I'm going to help you because I'm the only one that can. And uh, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like, she, there's so many things they give her where it's like they do give her agency as a character, which I think was really, really well done. I also like, um, like in the first series, it's like Mary Jane's character is, is pretty much solely treated as like the damsel in distress. Whereas the spin that they took on Gwen Stacy, like she was a he hero. He wants to get involved. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the, in the first one, I don't know if you guys remember, but when they're in the, when he's first fighting the lizard at the school, she comes up and she essentially saves Peter by whacking the lizard with a trophy. That's right. And it's like, if she, if she had didn't have done that, it's like, what, like, would the lizard have hurt Peter more? And then in this one, it's like a left is shocking him. And she like speeds in, in the police car and just like completely nails him. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, she she played a pivotal role in the first one towards the end as well in the third act. Yeah. yeah, so she she has this like hero arc, which is a little bit refreshing because usually like in the superhero like movies, it's like the the female character is just the damsel in distress, and yeah. she's just there as a love interest. Whereas Gwen Stacy, like they gave her like a role model role, like a a character for like young girls to look up to. Like she's super smart, she's brave, like she's a hero and like a lot of the things Peter wouldn't have been able to do without her. So it's, um, I liked that aspect of these movies a lot better than the, the For first sure. ones. I caught something that I wouldn't have caught if, uh, our gracious host Dave didn't, uh, do some back in my quiz in an earlier episode, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mentioned in Spider-Man two crashes through the window, number 56. And then I, I said, okay, that's a Doc, Doc Ock issue of Amazing Spider-Man. Right. So when during that moment, uh, Death of Gwen Stacy, falling, you can see a number, the clock is dialed to 122. So I looked up 122. That's the issue. Is that the issue number? Spider-Man mm, where she dies. Nice. So that's like, a, you know, it's a cool little Easter egg. In there. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, okay. So overall, I think we, you know, I, I don't know. I, th- I think me and Ian are a little bit lower on two compared to the first one. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, I don't, Cause like, how did you yeah. feel about Electro? Like we, we haven't really I, talked about. I think, it's just, I think it's just fine. I, th- I think Mike's mm-hmm. point and, and Mina's point about how he uses his powers, I think is really cool. I always, I, I do definitely enjoy that. I do like how he sort of, and how you guys said he can sort of zip between the signs or he can zip between different power lines, things like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. It's a great way to sort of show what someone like that can do with their powers. But, um, but I just found him to be interesting when he fights after that, I didn't really care. Like I just also, didn't. I, I do think Hans Zimmer has a memorable theme for Spider-Man. Uh, Cause I, I keep I, the three watch. I've, I've been actually like humming it in my head. So it's actually a decent <laughs> theme. The score for this one, not as good, but I did dig the choice for better or for worse that like the music is tied to Electro. Like when he comes in, like it's always like, bang, it's like yeah. really heavy. It's sad. I didn't I remember... really like the voices that were mixed in with it, but mm-hmm. like I understood that it was like his psychosis, yeah, but yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. but like I did like how like 
he's electrical and therefore like the music was very tied to that and um you know he had some great one-liners one of them being my favorite it's my birthday now it's time for me to light my candles (laughs) (laughs) oh my god Every every bullet has to. He was a lot of fun in this one. Like I, I don't know. Like he wasn't. There wasn't much depth to him. But like, he, I think he did his job. And then, and then, of course, the visuals were really great. So there was a lot to like about it. I just think they crammed too much in there with the goblin uh, legacy and stuff like that. But yeah, I think what I said was he he was there just to have the cool fight scenes and the emotional attachment. Villain with the most emotional attachment was Green Goblin. But that fight scene of them at the power plant or whatever that was with the sounds and you know it plays like itsy bitsy spider yeah long came right? out. yeah 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 um and that in the theater i remember seeing that and that was really cool when i saw it in the theater, like the big sounds like the boom and the, the fight scene and the slow way the way you slow-mo i thought that was one of the best spider-man fight scenes that him and electro scene at the end like that was awesome and that was basically the purpose of electro really was for that one was that one scene yeah (laughs) and to be just like a strong powerful villain you know depth like ian said but that's fine if your other bad guy can have the depth that he just he didn't have didn't have it either the weird the one thing i want to mention is it's weird how in this spider-man movie they decide to tie it almost every character that had powers into uh, cross cross species genetics. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was like Spider Man with the spiders, the lizard, and then uh, they they did the electric eels with Electro. It's like they wanted to tie everything back to like animals, you know, but not but not the rhino. You know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah. like it's <laughs> like yeah. how's it gonna easier cross with the rhino? Plan, like, in the third one, we're gonna have a moment between uh, Rhino's character and Paul Giamatti's character and Harry, where it's gonna be like. I'm going to give you an upgrade. Dude, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to give you some Because even, even the goblin got his powers from the spider venom. So right. everything tied back to the right. cross-species genetics. I never noticed that. That's funny. The yeah. eel, like the eels were like, you don't need to tie electro. He's powers electricity. But like, they yeah. definitely want to shoehorn the like, Oscorp is all about cross-species stuff. And okay. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> okay. Them, them fighting <laughs> him basically was yeah. the final like, yeah. piece to that. Yeah, it's an angle, I guess, yeah. right? Because he's Spider-Man, but it's just not an angle I'm familiar it's, with. It's a choice. Fell into a bucket of eels. Electric eels. Became Doctor Manhattan, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those damn buckets of eels. People just leave them lying so around. So Doctor Manhattan, the way he was blue, the blue, bald, yeah. the way he disintegrated. I was just like, they just. It does. You're right. Manhattan for Electro. I didn't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think what for me, like what I teased at the start was the visuals do kind of surpass that of the first one. But for me, the, like I, it'd be hard to argue that this was a better written movie. Like I think the first one is a better overall package. Uh, whether you like the choice of the changes to the origin story or not, like it's just a a, a better, like a well produced movie and has potential to go on and do great things where. I think this one started off with the best intentions and then too many cooks in the kitchen, too many hands in the pot, whatever you want to say, just like the pro the end product. Um, I know that Mike, you were joking that like we didn't get a third, but I don't even think it's because this one wasn't that good. Like, I think they were going to go ahead regardless. I just think that they had that whole Sony hack and then uh, they decided to go another way with Tom Holland, but there was like, I'm pretty sure Garfield was like on a press run talking about doing, a third one so they were definitely plans for it i'm sure yeah like yeah, they wanted to sure. go ahead with the sinister Six. i guess something good came out of that sony hacks so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> something good 
Well, people, <laughs> yeah, having to either change their behavior or cover it up better is basically what came out of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just mean no spot, no third, no third. We got, the, we got the Tom Holland one, yeah, which was yeah. probably better than anything they were going to do with with yeah. this franchise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we have um, we have a lot of Spider Man to go through. If anyone hasn't listened to our other reviews, we have Ian Spoiler. Uh, up right now on the Patreon page, which we're going to keep trying to bolster a little bit. So Ian Let's was lucky. It. Ian was lucky enough so far to go see it, which is with the new uh, uh, Spider-Man movie. And uh, I have, I think it's about 17, 18 minutes of, of spoilers. I have not listened to it. All I did was put it down on a timeline. I hit export and I uploaded it. And that's pretty much it. That's all I, I did. I was nervous <laughs> making it because I'm like, oh man, he's going to have to edit this. No, and man, I, I didn't edit anything. I tried to ramble a little at the beginning just to like give you oh, some heads it's up. It's good. It was a good heads up. All I did was uh, was put it on the timeline and and that's pretty much it, man. I just needed to save the file and, and bring it yeah, up. But so. I am interested to see if any patrons want to check it out because I, I do want feedback. I want to see how... Mm these solo reaction kind of things can go. And if, if there's a need for me to do any more, or maybe some of us want to do some more coverage on some of the other MCU stuff out there. Or yeah, exactly. Things. There's lots of, you know, the Marvel shows, there's lots of uh, whether they're older or newer, there's lots of things that we can cover sort of extra and stuff. So we're just going to try I'm and it shouldn't talk about things. Hawkeye. So get, get on the Patreon. Exactly. On there. there we go. That's exactly where we should put our, our Patreon or our Hawkeye Patreon talk. So um, I'm still behind on that. So we have to, you guys have to wait <laughs> I'm behind on that show still. Um, but uh, so if anyone wants to find that, just uh, search the name of the podcast on there and uh we're going to try to watch spider-man the new one and try to review it soon um we're going to have our end of the year our 2021 uh favorites coming up probably in early to mid january is probably when that's going to come out and if you're listening to this anytime around the holidays happy holidays everyone be safe if uh if you need to stay home and all that because things are absolutely crazy right now unfortunately and um until that time, we'll have lots of stuff posting. Mike, where is everyone finding our stuffs? At Day Back In on almost all the social media platforms like Twitter and Instagram and all that. And the podcast is called Back In My Day. Find us on your podcast app of choice. And I want to recommend a podcast app that I've been loving, which is Good Pods. So find us there and uh, subscribe to us on Good Pods. You can, it's a good little uh, indie podcasting app that, that we're big fans of. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, so leave any review, subscribe, rank us there or Apple, of course, but it all helps. And thanks for listening. That's it. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for joining me. And uh, thanks for Thank uh, having me into the uh, into the party late. So I appreciate it. <laughs> You're back from your multiversal journey, are you? That's it. I came from a different uh, different universe and uh, and laid laid down the law of the opinion. So that's it. <laughs> all right. Up next, we'll figure out what we're going to do. But uh, between now and then. Get ready for some lists for our 2021 favorites as well. That'll be co- probably coming up in the next two to three weeks or so as well. And uh, again, if you're listening to this around the holidays, happy holidays. Stay safe, everyone. And we'll see you soon. I'm sorry to bother you. Uh my fair lady, but um, my dad, madame, but um, uh, who am I? I mean, who am I? I'm John Hopkins. I'm, I'm one what? of the young professors at Harvard, and, and I, I've been what? trying to get her to be in my 
be a part of my team for a while now, and, and she's just the best person I know, and okay. a scientific genius, and anyway, God save the queen. And